Hi everyone, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the following podcast belong solely to the host and its contributors. They are not necessarily the views of our employers, organizations, committees, or other group or individual. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of juggling Procore coordination issues and Navisware clashes? Struggling to keep your projects on track while maintaining seamless communication with your team? Well, we have the solution you've been waiting for. Introducing the Sherlock Procore integration brought to you by Flypaper. The ultimate tool designed to supercharge your model coordination. From your Navisware clashes, you can now create Procore coordination issues with a few clicks. And using the integration, they are kept in sync with changes in either platform. Approve a clash in Navisworks, auto-close the issue in Procore. Statuses, names, and assignees are all synchronized. Data synchronization ensures that your Sherlock and Procore platforms stay perfectly aligned, eliminating the hassle for duplicate tasks and giving you more time to focus on what truly matters, your projects. So whether you're a construction manager, a project engineer, or a VDC coordinator, the Sherlock Procore integration is your secret weapon to success. Revolutionize your model coordination today with the Sherlock Procore integration. Visit flypaper.com forward slash Procore to learn more and start your journey towards streamlined project management. Don't let complexity slow you down. Unleash the power of a seamless Navisworks and Procore experience. Sherlock Procore integration for construction management made smarter. And now back to the episode. I'm David Campbell. And I am Jordan Bullock. And I'm Joseph Whitney. This is Brewing with BIM. Where we talk about construction processes, technology, BIM, and beer. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Brewing with BIM. As always, I'm Joe Whitney and with me is Jordan Bullock and David Campbell. Today we got a special guest, <coughs> Jacob Wilhelm Horton III. I'm just going to make up names for you, all right, Jake? No, I'm just kidding. That's great. Jake Horton. And before we get into all the pleasantries, I just got to ask everybody, what are you drinking? Start I'll it off, Jake. It off since I'm oh, a guest, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I've been uh, on a on a Pilsner kick lately. So I'm drinking a, a Freem Pilsner from Hood River, Oregon. David and Joey probably know Freem. Just about to crack one of those bad boys open. Beautiful. Jordan, are you drinking anything? Uh, kind of. So I had this rosé in my fridge for a while and we bought it, uh, probably four to five months ago. Uh, and I was like, oh, hey, I can open this up tonight for the podcast. You know, turned it over and it's de-alcohol, de I can't even say that. It, it has no alcohol in it. <laughs> rosé. So, uh, kind of drinking with you guys, but you know, just, just for the taste tonight. You're banned from the rest of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol-free wine, jeez. Right, yeah, I was I was going to say, I think we bought this by accident, but, you know, here we are. It's called grape juice. Yeah, pretty much, yep. And and Dave, I know you're joining us from the road, so if you're drinking something, don't don't admit it on camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I've, I got a lemonade, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Non-spiked lemonade, right? Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Non-spiked. Well, I'm drinking a little nifty concoction I make. Uh, it's literally just pineapple juice and whiskey over ice. It is fantastic. Um, and it's been my, my go-to for the summer drinks. Dude, it's funny, but I actually, after I left your house, I started drinking at it. <clears throat> it actually is really good. Uh, it goes pretty well with whiskey. It's pretty surprising. Whiskey and pineapple juice. It's good. Well, now that we got the pleasantries out of the way, uh, today we have, uh, Mr. Jake Horton, longtime friend, first time podcast guest, uh, for us. Uh, on today's episode, and we're going to be talking about some fun stuff about construction technology and financials and all that fun stuff. But before we jump in, Jake, I've known you for a really long time, but why don't you tell the listeners 
a little bit about yourself and how you got into, um, well, doing what you do, my friend. Yeah, Joey Hartley, we've known each other for about 10 years now. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me on the, the show and a uh, long time listener. So appreciate you inviting me on. But yeah, I've uh, been in construction technology for about 10 years now. Started out with uh, these gentlemen, David and Joey at Popcon, previously a PPI group, and uh, have been selling architecture, engineering, construction software since then. Um, joined Procore about a year and a half, and I am a product specialist. I um, concentrate on our financial management software. So I work with our existing clients, uh, Procore clients who don't have one or any of our financial tools and um, work to learn more about their business and how they're currently doing their financial management processes, specifically on the operations and project management side, and see if there's any fit for our Procore tools to help them improve their, uh, their processes and efficiencies. Well, that's a lot to unbottle right there, man. Uh, but yeah. before we before we unpack all that sort of stuff, um, I, I do have a question. What are you kind of seeing as the uh, industry standard for those smaller GCs and you know what are they using on the project management cost management side of things surprisingly uh, Excel Microsoft Word and paper those are what I would call my, my three big competitors in, in this uh, space you know obviously every every company is going to have an accounting system so in the end that information is going to get into an accounting system of some sort but as far as you know boots on the projects People sitting in a, in a job trailer, they're typically keeping track of that information in Excel sheets. That sounds very messy, clunky, and uh, introduces a lot of uh, um, space for risk. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, to me, the biggest thing is that information is living on someone's desktop, potentially stored in a, in a cloud file somewhere, but that information is not connected to anything. So it's not reportable. It's um, not visible to management until it is reported on, which is typically done um, every 30 days. Uh, job, or job team will meet with accounting and give them updates. But in between that time, really, you know, the people back in the office have no visibility of, of what's going on on a project. What's the yeah, it's very, very siloed, go ahead, Dave. right? Oh, very sorry. siloed, yeah. Yeah, very, very siloed. I mean, we're seeing one of the benefits of this is, as you kind of mentioned, it, it brings together, like if you can use it in a common data environment for that project, um, bringing this type of financials together in that environment benefits the project. But I also wanna wanna kind of mention it doesn't it doesn't replace the the accounting system, right? They're not looking for a replacement for that. Typically, it's something to work alongside it. Um, as as you said, for the boots on ground to collect a, a lot of that data. What, what, what would you say you've been seeing, I guess, in that environment, or what would you say um, has been the biggest benefit of using something like, you know, the, the financial tools in a common data environment versus the siloed data in Excel? Yeah, two points there. So you're totally right. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Procore's financial tools or really any, you know, construction financials tools aren't trying to replace accounting systems. You know, accounting systems do much more than keep track of job costs and change orders and that type of thing. So what we're doing is giving the, the operation side, the project management side, tools that they can use and are familiar with in a platform that they use already 
and then allowing that data to connect to the majority of the, the accounting systems that we uh, see in the field. So uh, ones that we run across pretty often are Sage has a few products that are in the construction space, QuickBooks, Acumatica, uh, Viewpoint. So there's a lot of uh, accounting systems that we connect to and be able to push data both from Procore to accounting and accounting back so that both sides of the fence have visibility of that information on a, on a real-time basis. And, and second to your point, you know, I, I have always said Procore is a data company disguised as a construction management software. So everything you do inside of Procore, whether it's on the financial side or it's on, you know, creating RFIs or submittals or uh, taking photos, it's all data, right? And so it's all then reportable since it's all living inside of one platform. So uh, there's a lot of use that you can do with that information because it's all living in one spot and it's not siloed. So along those same lines, what are some of the the more uh, unique horror stories that you've seen? Like, what's the? I'm sure there's something out there that's that's just like, oh my gosh, why? Uh, I'm just curious, man. You don't have to name names, but uh, let of us know. Not. Oh man, where do I start? Um, I talked to a client pretty recently who, um, before adopting our financials tools, had a change order, a $250,000 change order that they had kept track of, it was in a spreadsheet, but that never made it to their accounting system. And year end happened, project hadn't totally wrapped up. So they, um, you know, had their, what they thought was their profitability for the year. They paid out company bonuses on what they thought was the profitability of that year. And a few months later realized that there was a $250,000 change that they hadn't entered into accounting and had to reconcile. So that was a, a, an eye-opening thing for them. They thought that their processes were working and turns out that there was some, some gaps and, and obviously some, some opportunity for risk without having a, a system that connects to their accounting system. Yeah, we've been, uh, speaking of the risk side of it, we've been running across like insurance companies now that are like willing to pay construction firms to keep track of, to have platforms like this in place um, as part, you know, as part of like a discount for their premiums and stuff, just to help mitigate that risk. There's so much, uh, risk that's involved with construction, uh, whether, you know, we're talking safety, whether we're talking, you know, all the project management stuff, but more importantly, well, not more importantly, but, but alongside of that, the financial side of things, right. Just like you're saying, if, if you, you know, think that you're making X amount of money and you realize, oh, you know, crap, this is entered in there. Um, and suddenly you're, you might be upside down on the job or, or you know, only making less than half a percent instead of two percent, or whatever your your margins are, um, definitely yeah. goes you know a long way. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Joey. Um, Procore released a, a new program uh, a few months ago, what we call risk advisors, and essentially we're uh, now an insurance and bond brokerage where we take the data that our clients have inputted into our system through our financials to show that they are. Uh, healthy and that they are uh, worthy of, of better insurance rates and are able to broker better insurance rates for our clients because of that. So there's using that data that they've inputted into our system and turning it around and, and being able to save them significant amount of money at, at times, potentially even paying for, if not more, their their cost of Procore. So on top of the benefits they're already seeing, they're saving that much money on their insurance as well. I think. Joey, you and I talked about this 
previously, insurance can be up to five to 10% of a construction cost, not even talking about materials and labor. I mean, insurance costs are that much. So if we can talk about saving money on the insurance side for our clients, that's really where there's a huge benefit and that's where that data really comes into play. Yeah, that's actually pretty eye-opening uh, metric there, you know, five to 10%. Uh, you know, that's that's very significant, um, especially where you're in an industry where margins are so lot, low and there's so much waste and risk and so much stuff that we can just do without um, getting to a place where we can actually, you know, one, leverage technology to help solve those those uh, gaps, those, you know, the the rework, the the excess materials, the, you know, reduce risk, all that sort of stuff. But in addition, you know, help lessen the upfront costs that go along with the construction project, not actually part of the construction, but just like insurance, like you're saying that, yeah, that's that's very significant. I'm so glad you're on, man. Like, so we've talked about construction technology till we're blue in the face. But there are so many different aspects of construction technologies that we just haven't really got a grasp on ourselves. I mean, yeah, we can talk cost management, financials and stuff like that. But uh, from an industry perspective, you really understand kind of the benefits and the pros and cons uh, that go along with, you know, implementing or not implementing a system like this. And that's pretty, pretty eye opening um, with the, you know, the whole common data environment stuff that we're talking about. You had mentioned a few of the uh, pieces earlier for the uh, accounting platforms. Again, not trying to replace accounting platform, but trying to integrate with them and you know trying to be holistic and maybe not part of the common data environment, part trying to integrate. You know, what tools do you integrate with? Uh, do you integrate with all those tools that you had mentioned before? Like, is there an integration there? Um, are there others? Or is there any that people should be on the the lookout for or, or know about? So there's a few different ways that that people can integrate products with, with Procore. So we have what we call our kind of Procore developed accounting integrations. So, you know, that's really where we're pushing and pulling project financial data, whether that's budgets, change orders, contracts, invoicing. So that's the, that's the information that we can push and pull between accounting. But on top of that, we have a marketplace, which last time I checked, I think we have like 300, 350 different pieces of software that connect to Procore as well. And so wow, that's yeah. So open API with Procore. And that's what I was so, gonna say, you know, I, I believe you guys have fully open-ended APIs. I've I've actually been um, involved with the change logs. So they anytime they make a change to the APIs, they send out a change log email updating you with the different changes that they've made. Um, I for me personally, I've actually used Workauto, and I do know that Workauto has integrations to uh Procore um to, to to move a lot of information kind of back and forth um so I've, I've been able to see that personally on my end david's becoming a data um extraction i guess uh you know a data moving uh specialist i don't even know what you'd call it but he's he's uh he's been going down this rabbit hole of like integrating with systems and we've got other you know platforms that we work on and stuff and you know, use, whether it's work auto or somebody's, you know, got open APIs, uh, you know, using REST or or an SDK available that we can directly utilize. Uh, he's He's been using it to to move data between uh, multiple platforms and he got into Procore, as he said. Um, so pretty interesting uh, work auto, by the way, man. Great tool. I don't know if you run into it, Jake. Mm-mm. No, but I mean, David, geez, you just got bored of learning every other piece of design software that Autodesk has to offer. So you uh, just decided to learn how to code as well as it. 
stuff that you do in the free time or what? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I get tired of data silos, you know, and I'm like, why can't I just make my own integration? And then they're like, here's this tool. So I just started, I just started kind of figuring it out, went through their automation stuff. And, you know, I, I love, like Joey said, I've been do, kind of diving down this rabbit hole of bringing a lot of the data together, integrations, breaking down data silos, because at, at the end of the day, our clients need that data to talk, right? No matter where it is, no matter right. what it's doing, they need it to talk. And um, we need to make that happen. I mean, as a, as, as someone who builds, because you, you know as well as, as anybody, in this industry, it is all about the relationships and, and what you can do and how you can help your clients that really achieve their goals. And um, I've seen that as a, a huge piece, especially nowadays as more people are digitizing their information, they're, they're looking for the, these, these you know, different pieces to be able to talk to each other um, and, and, and ease of use to be able to actually integrate them together, whether it's a, a push button that they turn on or if somebody can help them kind of put together a workflow. Um, I, I've seen it's, it's very, very big. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the marketplace for Procore is, is one of the cooler features that I think Procore offers. I mean, obviously on top of the, the great tools that we have inside of the platform, but yeah, I think no, no one piece of software can be everything to everybody. And so being able to connect to those tertiary pieces of the software that um, clients need to use and allow that data to flow between that piece of software and Procore. And in a lot of cases too, we have the ability to have that um, interaction happen within your Procore environment. So there's no need to jump back and forth between two different systems. A lot of times it's happening just right there inside of Procore natively. See, that's very awesome. Uh, yeah, the the big thing around the the data silos is, you know, we, like you said, Jake, you can't, you know, connect to everything. Um, you know, you got to focus on certain things. But at the end of the day, there are things you wouldn't even think about connecting to. Like, uh, why would a construction platform ever think about connecting with a moisture temperature sensor specifically made for an indoor garden or something like that? But you know what? That <laughs> we got clients that need that. So. Um, how mm -hmm. do you do that? Or, you know, connecting your construction management platform with, you know, telemet telematics from a, uh, uh, you know, a, a dozer out in the field or something. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, there's so much uh, that we can integrate with. But Well, uh, I, think, I think there's a huge piece to it, Joe, with any, any cost tracking as we start talking about planned versus actual, right? Um, because at any point in time, I mean, as we transition from the design from the BIM data, we're estimating off of, you know, whatever kind of file that we have, PDFs or what have you, um, we're estimating our initial budgets, we're setting up, we're sending stuff out to collect bids, getting those statements of value, those statements of values. And then, you know, we're kind of taking in that data and, and kind of, you know, I, I would say as it, as the project evolves, as it moves, as pay apps are created upstream or downstream, it gives us that capability to really know and, and like Jake said, to analyze the data that is happening in, in the day-to-day -day of those projects, I, I see that it's, it's been, you know, like I said earlier, as Jake has, has said, as you noticed, it's been really beneficial to see that actual data. And as you kind of mentioned, Joe, with machine control collecting, you know, telematics or whatever it is, making these integrations to further collect that data. I mean, it's, it's all awesome in my mind. It's making those data lakes or essentially aggregating that data 
But again, reaching that planned versus actual, like what is actually going on on your projects? Because I mean, it's it's really hard to know in the day to day. I think you trilled off at the end, Dave. You're oh. you're cutting out. Uh, He's good on my end, Dave. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think you're cutting out. Oh, you're... Sorry. oh he is. Maybe yeah, he, that, sorry. He, he's good on my end. No, you're good. Yeah. Go ahead and finish up your thought, David. Oh, OK. Well, I, I, I'm pretty much good there. I was just saying I, I see that plan versus actual, especially with cost management, knowing kind of, again, what's going on day to day, seeing what's happening, whether it's the little things of, you know, you know, this is coming in or it's been delayed. We have a cost issue. It's actually more expensive than we initially thought, maybe because materials have went up or, you know, whatever it is. Even somebody, you know, I've actually heard this before, somebody going out to Home Depot and buying, you know, a bunch of supplies from Home Depot or Lowe's and then bringing it back and trying to, you know, report that data um, that maybe wasn't initially in the first thought process. Um, it's It's been awesome to see. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say, like, everything on a job has, has some sort of cost implication, whether that's, the you know, the guy sweeping the floor on an hourly rate um, or a million dollar change order, right? That, that, that information needs to be kept track of. And I think that as construction has evolved with technology, we've moved away from the mentality of like, well, every, every project is a one-off, right? Like, and that's true, right? There's no two projects that are identical, but with data and technology, we can analyze how, cost and, and how things have worked on previous projects and get better and more efficient and more cost efficient throughout the process. Yes. And that's helping people yes. improve on estimating and being able to, you know, margins are getting tighter and tighter, material costs are going up and up. And so there is a need to become more cost efficient. And as you can use your historical data to become more efficient and understand where your true costs are and whether that's internal or if you can look at subcontractors that you're working with and realize okay you know that that MEP contractor over there uh, has 80% more change orders with us and our cost our contracted cost to them is 20% more than what they uh, originally estimated every time we worked with them Maybe we don't work with that subcontractor anymore and we go find somebody who is going to give us a more realistic uh, initial bid. So there's that type of information you can start to compile and analyze and really help improve your business long term. Yeah, I was just going to jump in and ask. So it, you said uh, a lot of companies come to you and, and kind of analyze, uh, ask you to analyze ways that they can improve, ways to help. Um, are they coming to, is the primary goal for a lot of companies that you work with, you know, to just kind of capture all of that data? Are they trying to go into risk management within this, uh, you know, their projects and kind of analyze, just like you're saying, you know, uh, who are my kind of riskier clients to work with or consultants to work with? Who, uh, how can I better budget for the projects that I'm actually accomplishing? Um, what kind of problems are you actually uh, working with or trying to solve for the clients that are coming to you? I mean, I think the, the short answer is yes, right? Like all of those things that you mentioned, um, you know, I think that the name of the game is is risk reduction, right? So you have your original estimate that you uh, that you provided to your client, and your goal is to deliver the project for that number and then be profitable. So being able to keep track of of all of your costs and 
track everything and, and have it be reportable so that you can at the end of the project be be profitable so you know clients are coming to us with all sorts of different problems right they've got data living all over the place um you know it, it really depends on who i'm talking to at a company if i'm talking to a cfo or uh, an accountant you know them saying i don't have visibility on a project's health until they come to me in 30 days everything you know, at the end of the month and we have a, a sit down and we look over their spreadsheets they send that information to me and we input it into accounting and from a cash flow perspective that can be really difficult because they don't know um you know where they're going to have to be spending money on uh, on a monthly basis until that time comes so giving all of the the stakeholders within a a project that visibility is really the the biggest piece that we're we're solving uh, but also just efficiencies right so um with labor shortages and um again margins being slim like companies are trying to do more with less and so finding ways that you can make your current employees more efficient so that they can um, manage more projects and ultimately just be be happier doing their job and you know maybe allowing them to to head home a few hours earlier than normal because they were able to get more work done in less amount of time we, yes, we had a we had a buddy a common buddy uh mr carlson uh who i believe still works with you um he had a great thing whenever we go on a job site with clients back in the day uh he would always say his number one thing is you know to make sure that um you know the people that work for that company get to go home safe every day and they also get to um you know get home on time and you know they're not working all these extra hours dealing with things that could have been mitigated with a with a technology platform so to hear you say that man it just kind of br brought me back yeah that's 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 great and and um the 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 motto of of procore is improving the lives of everybody in construction and i think that when you give people the tools to be more efficient on their job in their job and um allow them to like i said do do more in less amount of time you you give them the, the flexibility to leave the job early to go to your kids soccer game or um you know be able to answer questions remotely via via their phone and not have to be on the job site or not sitting at their desk at a computer so there's there's so many more benefits to um, just on a human level to the technology and i think that's what's really cool is, is being able to be a part of that and and really transforming an industry that has always been very uh boots on the ground paper in hand um time you know, very time consuming role and being able to give people a little more flexibility in their in their work life balance. I, I definitely want to expand on the efficiency part too. Another thing we've seen is, you know, templatizing these projects, templatizing that data, especially as they continue to learn, as, as they grow through these different projects, whether it's creating different, you know, templates for the different types of projects that they'll have. But giving them that leg up in efficiency you know already having the budget codes kind of set up um a lot of a lot of that data um already kind of preset their document templates what have you it's it's we've seen it you know increase project efficiency and kind of help out with that as well and then the second part that i wanted to really talk about is i know this is another big thing about 
you know, collecting the estimates versus the actuals is being able to forecast against what you're actually seeing, that data that's coming in from the field or that's being collected and actually being able to forecast off of that and see how you're going to do by the end of the project, whether, you know, that's that's um, connecting it to a scheduled task or, you know, what have you. Um, but being able to forecast these these cost items out in this budget um, to see, you know, overall how your project health is doing and, and again, how you can mitigate risk, what we can do now to kind of offset those, you know, negative trends that we might be forecasting in the future. Yeah, I mean, forecasting is a huge piece. And, you know, I think a lot of people do a good job of forecasting. They've, they've built tools typically in Excel that, that help them do that forecasting. But the tools that we have in our budget tool in, in Procore automates a lot of that. But I think more importantly, it since it's living in a, an environment that anybody within the company can, can access, given permission, it's allowing, again, that accounting department to be able to hop in there and, and get an idea from a cash flow perspective what they need to be prepared for over the next um, few months or years, both from a accounts receivable perspective as well as an accounts payable perspective. So just again that 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 visibility and reportability that having data living in one place can give you. And I think you know an area that we see a lot of efficiency gain gains from like just a time perspective is is invoicing. A subcontractor invoicing is just a very manual time intensive process and it's done every month so you know progress billings and, and um, billing periods so with our tool we automate that process and i think you know for me one of the, the biggest efficiency gains that i see is uh, because the invoicing is built on the schedule of values that you've already contracted with your subcontractors that coding of an invoice is already done for you. So typically, you know, uh, in a more manual process, a, a subcontractor will uh, email or mail or fax, believe it or not, over an invoice. And it's just gonna be like, hey, I've got, you know, this many man hours, this much material for this billing period. And a lot of times too, they're gonna try to sneak in some invoicing on maybe a change order that hasn't been fully executed yet. So giving, uh, limitations a on what the, the subcontractor can can invoice on from that change order perspective and and what they've actually been contracted on um, but also automating that process and making it so that when they're updating their progress billing for that billing period it's already going against your budget codes and that's a bunch of back and forth between project management and accounting that's that's saved there so being able to really automate that process and then be able to roll all that up into an owner invoice. Just that time savings alone that, like, can free up, depending on the size of the company, multiple people's time um, and, and potentially reduce the, the need for some headcount because, you know, that is, a, there are accounts payables roles that, um, you know, they're spending hours upon hours every month doing that that process and it's a lot of it becomes automated heck yeah Man. i was gonna say Wait. that uh, go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say that um basically i, I mean the unification of data and, and breaking down data silos um all the way across we've seen you know like you said it's been it's been nice to get that collective data from that common data environment you give everyone one location to go to um and it's whether they're in the field or 
you know, they're in, in the office. Um, it, it's, it's interesting nowadays how we see data shared across. Now, a, a lot of times I do want to say it, it has been it has been getting better. Um, even even with Excel, you know, we're still seeing some firms, like you said, they're still working with Excel. And um, the, the nice piece that I've seen about, you know, working in a common data environment is the capability to still involve those that are maybe outside, maybe, maybe it's through an export of Excel data, but still being able to involve them in that process if needed. Um, there, there are ways that we can go ahead and, you know, make that work. We don't have to have, I mean, obviously in, in a perfect world, we would want everyone working in the same environment, right? Obviously we, we'd love to give everybody, everybody licenses and everybody gets in. It's the Oprah Winfrey of handing out licenses. I, I'd love it. But, <laughs> um, in all reality, you know, we, we still have to involve some of those Excel workflows whether we're, we're receiving some of those statements about an Excel format, being able to import that in, you know, export that data out so we can still ERPs if we don't have an integration. Most times they will pull in an Excel file uh, because that's been an industry standard for, um, for so long. Right. Yeah, a couple of points there. Um, so with Procore, with your with your uh, subscription to Procore, the user is unlimited. So we can give access, and it's very granular permissioned to what information you can see. So you know our goal there is to have as many um, collaborators within a project as possible, both from um, you know the perspective of making that project as efficient as possible. But we also see you know a lot of times a lot of collaborators that are being brought onto uh, the projects that aren't Procore clients. And just from like a marketing perspective for us, that's great because it's getting exposure to um, maybe some subcontractors or owners who aren't familiar with Procore and, and gives them some visibility of the product. Um, as far as you know, being able to export and, and import data, totally agree. There's a lot of instances where I'm talking to clients who have an accounting system that doesn't connect to Procore. And whether that's through a, a connector that Procore has developed or even on the third party marketplace. And so, you know, I still, a lot of times, am able to show enough efficiency gains in removing that, that data silo of, of having Excel sheets and Word documents for subcontracts living on uh, someone's desktop or in a, in a cloud hosted environment, just in a data, you know, like a, Microsoft or Dropbox um, and having it live inside of, of Procore as live data and then being able to show them, hey, when you export this, it's all going to be in a, in a similar format or an exact format that you're familiar seeing and, and we can automate those reports as well. So it's like, you know, somebody from accounting is going to get an email on Friday at five o'clock every week with these 10 Excel sheets that they need to then import yeah. into their accounting system. Yeah, see, I've, I've actually, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I've been approached when, when you talk about, you know, pay apps and when we go to submit a pay app or, you know, a statement of values, a lot of contractors, um, when they work with the city or they work with, you know, a city government or a federal or a state, um, they expect things in certain formats that we can, you know, generally kind of customize to match, but we have to yeah. allow, I, I believe we have to allow that customization in order to be able to match that because, we, you know, it, it, 
we don't really have one industry standard yet, I think. I mean, I, I know there, I think there's an ISO document. I can't remember exactly what, uh, what that was. Yeah. Yeah, typically uh, owner invoices roll up into an AIA format as G702, 703. Um, so, and yeah, a lot of times, like you said, it's typically we see it in, in government entities. They they need it in a slightly different format or, you know, it might be a 702, 703, but it has to be like literally on, on their uh, letterhead. So what we recommend in those situations is, you know, still do all of the automation and, and creation of that that uh, invoice in Procore and then export it into Excel and then move over the, you know, move those cells over to the appropriate places. So still, again, you know, in the, in the instance of uh, saying this, like if we're not connected to an ERP, there's still so many efficiency gains and, um, you know, reportability that we can gain by, by doing everything inside of Procore that, you know, the, the, the fact that you have to do that one last step annually is completely negated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jake, man, I want to I want to thank you for coming on. Of course, I mean, it's been awesome to talk to you. I know it's been what, like a few years at this point, but uh, dude, it's always great to have you on. And I love talking the cost financial piece because it's it's I, I feel like it's almost like the redheaded stepchild. It's one of the, the pieces of construction that isn't really talked about. It's not really flashy. It's not fancy, you know, um, but it is very very like integral to our projects in the way that you know we work and in our business in general the business outcomes yeah totally agree uh it's been it's been really fun um you know being able to really focus on the financials piece of it um and really diving into um the the pain points that uh that our clients have especially around the financial portion of it uh i'll do a, a cheesy plug here but i'll i'll a segue into uh, something that I, I would be remiss not to talk about, but, but um, you know, as, as the more I the, have these conversations, especially around invoicing, um, compliance and lean waiver management has been an area where, um, you know, I think the technology has been there, but it's always been a point product. And so Procore about a year and a half ago acquired a company called Levelset, which does automated lean waiver management. And we announced last year at our Groundbreak um, conference that we're going to be releasing this year a product called Procore Pay, which will automate that lien waiver management process as well as certificate insurance compliance um, and any other documentation compliance that's needed in order to process payments and invoices for your subcontractors and then actually be able to payment process through Procore and um, and pay your subcontractors through that interface. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. It's coming out later this summer and I'm really excited to, to begin to, to you know, help our clients with that, that piece of that workflow that's always been um, a very manual process, but from a, from a legal and a, um, like just a liability perspective is one that's very, very important for, for general contractors and subcontractors so that they, um, you know, don't have liability when it comes to not paying the people below them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jake, thank you again for coming on, man. It's been awesome to have you on the podcast. Um, I'd love to have you on again. I think, I think I'd love to have a conversation about transitioning from, you know, let's say something like a model or PDF or uh, design into, you know, developing those budgets, developing, you know, what the, the numbers essentially from, 
from that project. So I, I'd, lo I'd love to have you on for a round two to continue this conversation. Um, if you if you have, might have some time here in the future. Absolutely. I'd love to. This has been a blast. Awesome. Well, thanks again, everyone, for uh, for listening to another episode of Brewing with Bim. Looks like we lost Joey, but thank you all. Have a great night. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Ed. Great chat with you guys. And now a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of juggling Procore coordination issues and Navisor clashes? Struggling to keep your projects on track while maintaining seamless communication with your team? Well, we have the solution you've been waiting for. Introducing the Sherlock Procore integration brought to you by Flypaper, the ultimate tool designed to supercharge your model coordination. From your Navisor clashes, you can now create Procore coordination issues with a few clicks. And using the integration, they are kept in sync with changes in either platform. Approve a clash in Navisworks, auto-close the issue in Procore. Statuses, names, and assignees are all synchronized. Data synchronization ensures that your Sherlock and Procore platforms stay perfectly aligned, eliminating the hassle for duplicate tasks and giving you more time to focus on what truly matters, your projects. So whether you're a construction manager, a project engineer, or a VDC coordinator, the Sherlock Procore integration is your secret weapon to success. Revolutionize your model coordination today the Sherlock Procore integration. Visit flypaper.com forward slash Procore to learn more and start your journey towards streamlined project management. Don't let complexity slow you down. Unleash the power of a seamless Navisworks and Procore experience. Sherlock Procore integration for construction management made smarter.